Hello and welcome Stand Up World episode 14, actually 13, but because I'm superstitious and I don't go to the 13th floor on elevators because they don't have them, I'm not doing a 13th podcast. And also, traditionally, centuries ago, the earliest podcasts didn't do episode 13, so I'm not gonna. So yeah, we got a lot of good stuff today to talk about. Things are good. I'm uh, I'm really excited about the opening of the Ice House in Pasadena, which I'll tell you about a little bit later, February 9th. And, um, God, you know, George Carlin, obviously, is a lot, everyone knows, maybe some people don't know, had the great seven words you can't say on television. And I was thinking about this the other day. Now there are just like, I can come up with seven words I can't say in the shower. I'm not allowed to say anywhere like like retard. I'm not allowed to use the word retard. It's that's the R word, you know, unless unless I am a retard, then if you're a retard, I think you can say whatever you want. But I'll give you we showed our house and the realtor was telling us, oh, and I looked at our bedroom. And said, what a beautiful primary bedroom. I said, uh, actually, it's the master bedroom. She said, no, we don't call it master anymore because master brings up memories of slavery. And I said, no, actually the whips and chains and the handcuffs my wife has hanging on the wall behind the bed, that brings up the memories of, of slavery. Master, master actually brings up just memories of really bad episodes of Kung Fu. So settle down grasshopper. But a pedophile. That's a new word. You can't call people pedophiles anymore. We don't want to hurt their feelings. We were calling them pedophiles and they would just stomp out of the playground. But no, they call them MAPS. M-A-P-S. Minor assistant people. Minor attracted people. MAPS. And the government actually has to give MAPS to MAPS to tell them where the elementary schools in their neighborhood is. And by the way, if you get a note from a doctor and you're a map, you can take your service minor on an airplane with you and have the little guy just sit on your lap for the duration of the flight to keep you calm. So, oh, the other one is, uh, oh, I was thinking about this one. Eskimo. You can't say Eskimo anymore because you don't want to offend Eskimos. But I live, I live in Santa Monica, California. I don't, I don't get a chance to offend a lot of Eskimos. So I'm not that worried about it. But the word is Inuit. Like, hey, I heard there was an Eskimo down here in Santa Monica, Inuit. (laughs) Sorry, use a pun, go to prison. Uh, What else? The other ones. Oh, of course, illegal alien. My wife gets mad when I forget and call someone an illegal alien like her mother or her brothers or her dad. When they come over for dinner, I just look out the window and go, honey, the caravan's here. And by the way, my wife's family is from Sweden. So don't you think I'm racist? I'm not. I'm just ignorant. Oriental is one. Oriental is a word that I, uh, you can't say a lot. I, it's an, it's an old way of saying Asian person or people, but it's so it's, Back in the Charlie Chan days or something. I don't know. I one time when my daughter was little, 
I I call refer to one of her agent school friends as an Oriental girl, and she she accidentally I, like for weeks she didn't talk to me. And, it, and actually, to truth to be truthful, it was not accidentally. I was walking up and down the halls of her elementary school with with a bullhorn in my hand. Would Molly Binder and her Oriental friend Kai please come to the front lobby? I brought you lunch. From your mother. I brought a pastrami sandwich for Molly and mushu pork for the oriental girl. So it wasn't quite so accidentally I said it, but. And I don't, you know, I get it. I get it. Oh, there's another word non binary I don't understand. I remember when non binary was someone that didn't know how to use a computer. But I don't know. I guess you can say non-binary. You just have to know what you're talking about. You can't just stuff someone, hey, you're just a non-binary motherfucker. Excuse me? Got to know what a non-binary is, and I have no idea. But I, you know, I I get it. I'm I'm not whining about all this stuff because I get it. It's about not hurting people's feelings. But I grew up in Detroit, man. I was just this chubby little redheaded kid in Detroit. Jewish kid, you know, my feelings were hurt all the time when I was growing up. And, you know, I got over it. I remember one time I went into a hardware store to get something for my dad. And the owner just yells at me, stops me at the door. We don't allow Christ killers in here. You're a Christ killer. Out. And I just was like, whoa. So I walked out, thought about it for a minute. I came back in. I said, hey, sir, I just want you to know I just checked with my family. We had nothing to do with killing Christ. We weren't even there that night. We are, however, people that have burned down about a dozen hardware stores. So if anything, we're hardware store killers. So you decide, <laughs> do I get the Allen wrench my dad sent me for, or do I come back later and roast marshmallows? I mean, there was I, I faced a lot of anti-Semitism when I was a kid. And you know what? I got through it. By the way, I'm smoking an Olmec from Foundation Cigars, which just was made number one new cigar from, on Cigar Snob Magazine. And it, I mean, this, this Olmec is unbelievable and people are going crazy for it. So go to Foundation Cigars website or go to your local cigar store if they sell them if not ask them to sell them but foundation cigars has a big hit with the omec it's if you like padron if you like cohiba monte cristo this is a punch these are just great cigars my friend nikki halillo runs and owns foundation cigars and if you see joe rogan on there talking about on his thing Smoking Joe Rogan cigars. Nikki makes those. And they're just really great. So check them out. Foundation Cigars. I want to talk also today about Kelly Monteith. There's a piece on the site up there about Kelly. And he's really, uh, I got to say, man, he, he passed this week. And 
he was a great comic. He kind of he was a cross between Seinfeld and George Carlin, somewhere in there. But in the early 70s, he was a big fixture on The Tonight Show. And he went to England and got his own show, The Kelly Montese Show, that ran for six seasons. And uh, just toward the country, he loved being a stand-up comic. He's one of the Comedy Store original guys. But he was just a really, really good guy. You, you know, he was... He just, he just, I didn't know him well. I met him a few times, quite a few times, but he, and he was always nice. And he worked his butt off on the road and he loved being a stand-up comic. And But he was one of the guys. He was one of the guys that really lit my fire when I was a kid. So here's a little piece of Kelly on The Tonight Show. Would you welcome Kelly Monteith. Kelly? Thank you for that, uh, that nice welcome. How are you all? My name is Kelly Monty. <laughs> Just little habits that we all have. Man, so much of my day-to-day -day existence is consumed by habits. Things that I do, things I say. Greeting people, that's habitual. Hi, how are you? That usually gets the same answer. Fine, how are you? Fine, thank you. Now, you know something? That exchange has said so much that people don't even hear what you say. You can say anything to them. Hi, how are you? Up your nose. Fine, thank you. <laughs> Because they're not listening. We respond automatically. Thank you. That's a perfect example. How many times a day do you hear those two words? Thank you. How many times a day do you say them? Thank you. You can't thank somebody without being thanked back. Thank you. Thank you, too. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you much. Thank you very much. Thank you now. Never could understand that one, as opposed, I guess, to thank you later. <laughs> Gets ridiculous. I found myself thanking people for thanking me. Hey, got your thank you note. Thank you. <laughs> And they'll throw it back at me. Oh, don't thank me. Thank you. <laughs> I hate to pay a check at a restaurant anymore. I go through an orgy of thank yous with a cashier. Enjoy your meal, sir. Oh, yes, thank you. It's very good. Well, thank you. Here's your change now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Have a nice day. Well, thanks. You too. Well, thank you. <laughs> And then I walk out a door and it says, thank you. <laughs> you see, it's automatic. People say without even thinking, you're fired. Thank you. <laughs> we just say because we were taught to say it. It was drilled into us to say thank you. You didn't say thank you, we'll say pardon me. Say excuse me. Pardon me, excuse me. Those are two more all day long. Pardon me, excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to me. Pardon me. <laughs> I've excused myself to walls. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, it's a wall. <laughs> Pardon me. And here's another piece of him later doing stand-up. Uh, I don't know. He was playing a private event. Please welcome Kelly Montee. I don't know about you. I've never once been to a doctor who's seen me at my point of time. Makes me sit out in this little... This little germinal purgatory with these other suffering souls. Have to sit out there and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. That's why you're called a patient. All doctors have that leather bench that's got that swath of butcher paper on it that sticks to your butt every time you move. That paper you're sitting on, I'm trying to get comfortable getting this wax paper wedgie every time I move. 
there's nothing to do in here. I'm bored. You know, I'm reading all the diplomas. Oh, that's a good one there. I like that one. I'm blowing up the rubber gloves. Start playing around with the bench. Finally, the doctor breezes in just when I decide to try out the stirrups. I'm thinking about, um, I'll say about four or five generations. I think by that time, medical science would have extended the human lifespan. It'd be about 150. I, I really believe this. I think in not, you know, too distant future, people live as a matter of course to be about 150 years old. Imagine that. Imagine you're 120 years old and you're feeling good and you're looking good and you got your 95-year-old kid still living at home. <laughs> oh, God, when's he going to move out? God, he's costing me a fortune, this kid. First I got him braces, now I had to get him false teeth. That's Kelly Monteith. Go to standupworld.com and, and look at the, um, the piece we did on him and go to some of his sites and look him up. He was, you know, he's, he was from that David Brenner era and he was really great, really, really great. And uh, I also want to thank John Tobin Presents, the guys at John Tobin Presents. They've been helping me out a lot with the podcast and with my Instagram stuff. So here's a little slice of what they got going on right now. And also, I wanted to tell you, talk about the Ice House, because the Ice House, when I first got started, it's a club out in, in, in Pasadena where everyone would play. And it was just one of the great clubs. It was an old club and it was just tucked in in downtown Pasadena. And I remember everybody would go out there and work out and Robin loved it. Robin Williams and God, there were old comics and new comics. And recently, the last few years, um, Jerry Buss's son, John, I believe his name is, bought it and refurbished it. And they're doing the grand opening uh, February 9th, Thursday night. And I'm going to be there. I'm in the little room. There's a 160-seater and there's a 100-seater. And I'm in the little room with my buddies Fraser Smith and Vinnie Fasline and Bobby Lee and Allie Mack. So it's a really good show. So they also have a big show. I believe they have a, a soft opening February 8th. And then there's another show in the big room February 9th. I don't know who's there. Someone obviously bigger than me. But I'm just happy to be in the game playing with these guys. I'm going to be there again April 8th. I'm putting together a show. And um, I'm just so glad the Ice House is back. I used to love that room. Anyway, that's it. That's Stand Up World, episode 14. 
Get out and see some stand-up in whatever town you live in tonight. Go to a concert, go to a comedy club, support new comedians, get your laugh reps in. There's nothing more fun and important than laughter. Episode 14, out. I love you. Thanks a lot.